There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, we have the worst headlines in recent memory, and we actually have other news. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Friday, July 9th, 2021. After yesterday's show, I got a question from a listener, and they asked, what is DeFi? And I was like, you know what? We're talking about DeFi yields and interest and all that stuff. I guess I should have just explained DeFi. So I went to the Coinbase.com website because they have some great write-ups about what are different things in cryptocurrency. And I saw their what is DeFi, and I thought they did a really good job explaining it. So I'm going to read it to you. DeFi, or decentralized finance, is an umbrella term for financial services on public blockchains, primarily Ethereum. With DeFi, you can do most of the things that banks support. Earn interest, borrow, lend, buy insurance, trade derivatives, trade assets, and more. But it's faster, and it doesn't require paperwork or a third party. As with crypto generally, DeFi is a global peer-to-peer, meaning directly between two people, not rooted through a centralized system, pseudo-anonymous, and open to all. So why is DeFi important? Well, DeFi takes the basic premise of Bitcoin digital money and expands on it, creating an entire digital alternative to Wall Street, but without the associated costs. Think office towers, trading floors, banker salaries, and so on. This has the potential to create a more open, free, fair financial markets that are accessible to anyone with an internet connection. So what are the benefits? It's open. You don't need to apply for anything or open an account. You just get access by creating a wallet. It's pseudo-anonymous. You don't need to provide your name, email address, or any personal information. It's flexible. You can move your assets anywhere at any time without asking for permission, waiting for long transfers to finish, and paying excessive fees. Well, that last one, Ethereum gas fees, it's relative. Interest rates and rewards often update rapidly, as quickly as every 15 seconds, and can be significantly higher than traditional Wall Street. Also, it's transparent. Everyone involved can see the full set of transactions. Private corporations rarely grant that kind of transparency and see what is going on with these finances. So how does it work? Users typically engage with DeFi via a software app called DApps, a decentralized application, most of which currently run on the Ethereum blockchain. Unlike a conventional bank, there is no applications to fill out or accounts to open. So here are some ways people engage in DeFi today. Lending. Lend out your crypto and earn interest and rewards every minute, not once per month. Get a loan. Obtain a loan instantly without filling out paperwork, including extremely short-term flash loans that traditional financial institutions don't offer. Trading. Make peer-to-peer trades with crypto assets, as if you could buy and sell stocks with any kind of brokerage. Saving for the future. Put some of your crypto into a savings account and earn better interest that you typically would from a bank. And buying derivatives. Make long or short bets on certain assets. Think of these as crypto version of stocks options or future contracts. So, what are the downsides to DeFi? Well, fluctuating transaction rates on the Ethereum blockchain mean active trading can get expensive. Depending on what dApps that you use and how you use them, your investment could experience high volatility. This is, after all, new tech. 
And finally, you have to maintain your own records for tax purposes. Regulations can vary from region to region. So I hope that helps you give a you know overview of what is DeFi. And now to those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 11.05 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is in at $33,508, up 2.4% in 24. Ethereum is at $2,175, up 1%. Tellers in the number 3 spot. Binance Coin BNB is at $315.57, up almost a percent in 24. And Cardano is at $1.36, up half a percent in 24. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, Dogecoin, USDC, Polkadot, and Uniswap. I don't even know where Litecoin is anymore. Ah, it's in the number 14 spot at $1. I'm sorry, at $134.60, up 3.1%. Total market cap for the crypto space, we're at $1.4 trillion, and a BTC dominance of 44.7%. Moving into today's news. Now, I was looking at the news today, and I just saw the headlines, and the headlines and the news today is just rubbish. I, I, I got to read you these headlines because I'm just like, this is what I have to work with today? Here, for example, Dogecoin briefly spikes 13% on Elon Musk's plan to make it superior to Bitcoin. Don't care. Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak says Bitcoin is a mathematical miracle. Um, I think anybody who's been in the Bitcoin space for the past you know, decade or more knows that Bitcoin is a mathematical miracle. You don't need Steve Wozniak to tell you that it is. It's, again, don't care. Ethereum gaming tokens, AXS, Sand, and Mana crash. Erasing most of your weekly gains. Um, again, have you been in the crypto space? <laughs> you, this happens. I'm not surprised. Who cares? This is this is the one that made me just go, I'm not reading this today. But you know what? Because this is fun and I'm just uh, cranky right now because this is the news we have today. Here is this one is. The real shitcoin. South Korean toilet turns feces into digital currency. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously? Like, seriously? And finally, the one that's made me go, like, why, why is this just the worst news day in recent memory? CryptoPunks NFT lands in major art museum. Okay, CryptoPunks lands in a museum. I, that is, that's interesting. Is it really newsworthy? Do we want to know about this? Does it, do I really care? I mean, we just spoke to Beeple the other day. We just spoke about a trans boy who, from 14 to 18 year old, created a work of art, a body of art, and sold it for 2.1 million dollars to realize their dream <laughs> i mean we that's news and we heard about banksy's being burned and put onto nft and being sold for more but this one is news like i don't know if i'm tripping today maybe i'm just in a mood please let me know matthewren at decrypt.co let me know that these are real stories that we want to learn about but i do have some real stories coming up right now China's central bank is quite worried on the potential impact of global stablecoins on the international financial system, says CNBC. Speaking to reporters, Fan Yifei, a deputy governor at the People's Bank of China, said that some commercial organizations, so-called stablecoins, especially global stablecoins, may bring risks and challenges to the international monetary system and payments and settlement system. And it's interesting that the digital yuan is coming, China's CBDC. So... I have to say that there's probably a link. And now this is just me, you know, off the cuff. This isn't the news part. This is me saying that it's pretty obvious if you have a digital CBDC, your own digital stablecoin coming out, you're going to say every other stablecoin is a risk to the system because it's not going to give you leverage. 
just, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong with that. Please let me know if I am. But last month, two major Chinese banks allowed their customers to exchange the digital yuan for fiat at more than 3,000 ATMs in the country's capital, the city of Beijing. Again, coincidence? Senator Elizabeth Warren is at it again, calling cryptocurrency a highly opaque and volatile market. She, she's actually kind of right. And that was in a letter to the Securities and Exchange Commission, or the SEC's chairman, Gary Ginsler. She mentions four issues that she sees as risk factors to consumers. The first one, she says, is that cryptocurrency exchanges aren't regulated like stock exchanges, even though they share many features of traditional security exchanges. The second, she points to Gary Ginsler's own admission in May that neither the SEC nor the Commodities Futures Trading Commission, or the CFTC, has a regulatory framework in place. The senator says that these regulations were not initially designed to provide oversight for sophisticated, exchange-like operations and are insufficient to ensure a safe cryptocurrency marketplace. They're also cumbersome for crypto firms, which have to juggle 50 different sets of rules. Thirdly, Senator Warren suggests that it's common practice within the industry to fake trading volumes. Actually, I have a little story about that one. Uh, when I was working for a crypto company and they were trying to get their token on exchanges or whatever, they had their token on a certain exchange. I can't remember the name of it. I probably wouldn't call it out. I don't know if it's there, whatever. But anyway, the exchange said, you have low trading volume and we're going to kick you off the exchange. And they're like, well, we want to stay on the exchange. We're going to try to build our business so people could trade it on your exchange. And they said, well, if you pay us, I think it was something like $25,000 a month or something. If you pay us $25,000 a month, we'll give you higher trading volume. And <laughs> like literally that was a product they were offering. So it does happen. And finally, she notes that centralized exchanges as Coinbase don't record individual transactions on a blockchain, but can pool traders money together. With access to individual users' funds, they can also engage in practices like proprietary trading and wash trading to take advantage of their customers without sufficient disclosures. So, Senator Warren, regulations, we do need them. However, make sure you do some real good due diligence and you talk to every stakeholder in, in the crypto space to make sure that you get it right. Talk to Coinbase, talk to Binance, talk to Ginsler, talk to SEC, talk to the CFTC, talk to everybody talk to cypher trace talk to even influencers talk to everyone to make sure you get it right a week after voicing his concerns to treasury secretary janet yellen who oversees fincen senator pat tomey republican from pennsylvania bought between one thousand and one dollars and fifteen thousand dollars in shares in both grayscale's ethereum trust and grayscale's bitcoin trust basically more legislators are getting into the crypto space hodling bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as a way to say, hey, we're supporting this. And good, you should have some skin in the game. And finally, Square CEO Jack Dorsey today confirmed on Twitter that the payments company plans to build a Bitcoin hardware wallet, kind of like Ledger and Trezor. Square has about $262 million of Bitcoin or 8,000 Bitcoin on their balance sheet. Maybe they're just finding that it's easier and cheaper to make their own hardware wallet than have somebody be a custodian to their Bitcoin. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of The Crypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. You can send me an email, matthewaron at decrypt.co. And don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. Until tomorrow's weekend update, happy hodling, everyone.